architecture a huge staple in my life. Find me here each month trying to unpack the question. Is architecture dying? I hope to inspire and shake things up just a little on the real on architecture. Hi and welcome to the real on architecture. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. Um, I just wanted to give uh, a, a thank you for listening to my podcast today because I haven't been posting as much as I would like to. Um, I'm going to do another um, podcast about that. I don't know if it's going to come before this one or after this one. But um, yeah, so I needed to do or continue the series that I started um, which looked at the history of architecture um, what should I say or what was going on in architecture history you know during certain periods of times um, I'm not a, a professor in architectural history but I do like to read and I do like to um, find out about things that I did not know about and how they link back to our present time and um I've been discovering a lot of things and it's just been so fascinating just putting together the bits and pieces of our culture together to see and and then finding out the history and how everything links together. Um, One thing that I I watch quite I used to watch quite a bit of of African movies or should I say African Nigerian movies and I've noticed and over time that um, we all kind of link together in this odd way um, sharing our ideas and sharing our foods or culture with each other and so but people are still hung up on who started it all who really was the originators of this idea or that idea when in fact we're all sharing each other's cultures either because we were forced to um, assimilate to those cultures and then over time it just became yours or you know you just thought it was interesting and fascinating and you adapted it adapted to it because you liked it um, and so because of that we have this weird warped world because we're having this whole discussion. I'm going to get to the point of this video eventually, but we're having this biggest um this big discussion about appropriation which which I think is interesting because I've always gotten this idea that appropriation is not giving credit to the originators. But when we look back on history, there's no real clear indication of who's the originators of many things. Um because every we've been sharing ideas for so long and taking the best of ideas that works for us and you know continuing using it never really giving credit for it but if you're able to perfect an idea that was you initially saw that it was great but you made it better then you know who is the real originator you really it's really hard to tell um and so with an appropriation culture history architecture you know we all share these ideas and if you're able to make it better then i I don't know like I don't know how how else to say yes it is important to give recognition from the original source uh, because then it can be it can be part of a story it can be part of a journey so you can explain the history of whatever this thing is um, and nothing is wrong with someone 
taking on your culture and loving it and enjoying it. Because in essence, what that means is your culture will continue through history. So, for example, um, if I can think of something that was part of someone's culture and it was adapted by someone else and they were able to continue that culture. Um, for, take, for example, uh, let me think of something that was far back in history that was able to come to the future and um, was perfected. Um, okay, take for example, for example, the, um, I think I said the donut before, or maybe the pizza, I'm not sure, or maybe, I don't know what else, let me give a good example, I can't think of a really good example, <laughs> um, but some people were able to take, like, for, okay, I know today the issue is, um, you know, appropriation of uh, hairstyles or um, f- uh, food, I don't know if it, it's so much food, um, Yeah, there are many there are many ideas behind it, but in all essence, the issue I understand today is the fact that uh, you know when someone when someone in particular with specific attributes do the same thing that we've culturally been doing for years, it seems right and correct. But when the person that originated the ideas or the culture does it, it's considered wrong and bad. That has, like, there's nothing, I, I particularly don't see any, I actually feel proud when I see someone take on my culture or whatever aspects of my culture and love it and enjoy it and enjoy it with me, you know, um, because I like to adapt to other cultures. I like to, to see another culture. I love cultures. I love learning about them. And if I see something in a culture that I like, I'll be like, oh, this is cool. This is something I could probably adapt to my life and make my life better. But, you know, the reason why I was drawn to that culture is because I like seeing whomever do that thing in their culture. You know, you can't hate what someone does in their culture and take it for yourself and do it and say, oh, I look better doing it. Um, but I don't like when you do your cultural thing because, because you know, in really in truth, I really want uh, to do to be the ambassador for your cultural thing. You know, it doesn't sound right, <laughs> you know. But anyway, I think I'm going off board with my um, this video. But the whole point of this idea is culture. And um, let me take you to the, the real meat of the, the, of the, uh, the argument, or I should say story. I was having a discussion with a friend of mine about how it is that in South America, all of the Caribbean, English-speaking, French-speaking, um, and, you know, English-Spanish-speaking Caribbean, um, we all have similar culture, but our history is different. But one thing about our culture that's, that remains um, consistent is the Spanish side. Now, I've watched many Nigerian movies, Ghanaian movies, and when I look at the culture there, even in the movies, because the movies are not too far off from the real thing, um, it's so similar in some aspect, in con- con- 
you know, especially the food, um, you know, just little things. It's similar to the cultures of the, of South America um, and the Caribbean, English-speaking, Spanish-speaking, French-speaking. It's so similar. Um, I know, yes, that African slaves, they came to, um, they were brought over to this part of the world in large numbers. And I would expect, yes, that these people brought their culture with them. But a part of their culture was taken away because, you know, you, 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 it's part of the process. It's part of the process that the, the people that were in charge wanted to have. And so, so parts of their culture were taken away, and some remained, of course. But over all these periods of time, you know, things did change in history. There were people, different people that were controlling the system. You know, the French came in, the, the Spanish left. The French, probably the Spanish came back. But for most of South America, the Spanish did stay. But for other parts of the Caribbean, the English particularly, the English-speaking part of the Caribbean, the English stayed, and they, they stayed for a long time. And they were able to influence, of course, the culture a little bit. But, you know, we took the best of all the different parts of our history and we made it our present culture. Because there's French parts of the, the culture involved still, there and, you know, and Spanish parts and stuff and so forth. But there's always been, for those countries that have always, that stayed from primarily with Spanish, there, even though uh, things have changed so much in other parts of the Caribbean, you know, culturally wise, some things still remain um, similarly. Why I said that is, is particular because when I moved, when I left the Caribbean and I moved to the U.S., I had so much things in common with people that were um, not, that were probably first generation or second generation um, from another place, particularly Spanish speaking, or the food, especially like the Dominican Republic or, or, or Puerto Rico, the food was similar. So I gravitated to that culture quite a bit. Um, but then I was looking back on history because I studied in architectural history how um, how a, a major part of Spain and south of Europe and um, of north of Africa was dominated by a Muslim sect of people that they controlled it yeah I just knew they controlled it I probably you know in school you know you're fed a lot of information but of course some things fall by the wayside along the way but now as I'm a grown-up, I can put pieces together and learn on my own, at my own pace, different things that I've learned, you know, different things that I've, just bringing everything together. And it came to my attention, the length of time these people spent in Spain and Portugal. And maybe this has a lot to explain why Italy is the way it is, why um, Spain is the way it is, and why... Uh, slavery happened the way it did happen um, because they controlled that part of Spain and um, Portugal, North Africa uh, parts of, um, of maybe Eastern Europe as well for, for from 711 to 1492 that is approximately, let me get my calculator on, let me tell you how long that is in exact figures. Shoot, wrong thing, wrong thing. 
That's approximately 781 years of controlling a part of Europe. That is a very, very long time. Um, and they control this part of Europe for quite, that's a long time. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm, I'm speechless and I'm not, that is a very long time. And I think they could, and I've always known that, uh, I've heard that many Spaniards or Spaniards have a detest, uh, they have a, it's just a history or should I say, um, it's just a, a rumored, or for the most part, it's like a, like an undertone, well-known thing that Spaniards have a, a disdain for Africans or people of um, darker hue, I'd say. I'm not saying all of them, but just that's something that a stigma that's followed them for quite some time. Um, and I, it's, of course, it's based on examples of things that have has happened. And this could probably well be the reason why, because I... I know that um you know african own uh, african um uh leaders and stuff of of this time were probably very ruthless and um in their their thinking and ideas and stuff like that so and the, and people are even discovering more and more in history that these moors they were also in england as well uh they already became part of the roman empire um which was also kind of overlapped. They were they were in the south of, of Europe, and the Roman Empire was in the north of of um of Europe. So the, this overlap was happening. Um. So there probably was exchange. I like. I there's probably so much history that we don't even know that happened, of exchanges of ideas and cultures that we don't even know. Like the everyday life. What was that like? You know, were there wars? Were there little scuffles? But for the most part, when I studied this um studied them during architectural history there was a lot of architecture built in this period of time which was just spectacular and beautiful in all different <laughs> forms of the way so the architecture was mega it was super important um a lot of very interesting buildings were built um that to this day still exists still is there and they're beautiful palaces especially in the um, the city of Medina, um, and you know, it's very, very, very interesting things. Um, huh, that's a lot of mouthful. But another thing that I've learned, and this was just by accident, um, about some of the contributions of this exchange, well, forced exchange, and some of them were is very interesting i did not know these one of them is um the innovations of how these how you know these conquerors built how they built buildings and these innovations really helped in the way how um european buildings were built especially gothic cathedrals i'm gonna read from you um from this article in the independent independent.co.uk it's an article called uh, how islamic inventors changed the world um 
And here is number nine. I'm going to just read it to you, quote unquote, from the article. It says, the pointed arch, so characteristic of Europe's Gothic cathedral, was an invention borrowed from the Islamic architecture. Now, this is probably talking about in um, Spain, because, you know, the, the, that's like the closest proximity you can have to see those things. Versus, I don't think anybody is going to um, North Africa to see this stuff at that time okay it was much stronger than the rounded arch used by the romans and normans thus allowing the building of bigger higher more complex and grander buildings other borrowings from muslim geniuses including the ribbed vaulting which was something i saw which was something that's very um very very uh what's the word i'm looking for Which was something that was, which was, it was something that was used highly in a lot of the architecture in the uh, Islamic buildings um, in Spain. So it is one that we studied. Really, it's a beautiful building, so beautiful. Um, other borrowings from Muslim geniuses included the ribbed vaulting, rose windows, and dome building techniques. Europe's castles were also adapted to copy the Islamic rules. Uh, with arrows, uh, slits, battlements, barbicans, and parapets, square towers and uh, square towers and keeps gave way to more easily defended uh, round ones. Henry V's castle architect was a Muslim. Okay, that's very interesting. I never knew that, and I would have never known this. Okay, another thing that I learned, which is like. A major part of architecture um, was the origin of numbers. Um, you know, we really don't think about this, but the origin of numbers came from Arabic numbers. Um, I was like baffled by this because you're thinking, okay, everything is the way that it is, but we know it all has a source of origin, right? And that's what I was talking about. Uh, appropriation and culture you know knowing these things and this information is out there so it's not like you're thinking you know no one goes around saying okay well this is math and math originated from our like your first day of class of math class they're not saying those things of course obviously but the history is there you just have to dig it up and so i'm getting i'm reading this from a, a website called lexifiles i think i'm correcting it i'm not sure if i'm saying it right Dot com, and the article is called What is the Origin of Numbers? And so they gave examples of the first one, which is the Indian numbers, which really doesn't look like what war numbers look like today, but it has similar ideas. And then the second was the Arabic number numbers, which is, looks exactly like the numbers we know today. Okay, in designing the Arab numbers, I'll... Khawarizmi based his choice of a particular form on the number of angles that each number should contain. For instance, the number one contains only one angle. Number two has two angles, and the number three includes three angles, etc., etc. These pictures clarify the original form of the arc numbers in each uh, angle contained a dot. And it just goes on. And this this was... Uh, so let's, let me go on to this other. Let me skip to this paragraph. 
The first usage of the zero dates back to 873 AD. Now, how does this connect to um, the Moors again? The Moors were in Europe from 711 to, to like, I think, what I said, 13 to 1492. So it was during this time all these things were happening, you know, and there were a number of other things that were happening. Um... You know, and it's it's amazing. It's like, wait, are you telling me the way how, because this happened, even though the Romans did do a lot for our present day world, they contributed a lot to architecture. We're finding that other cultures contributed quite a bit to to the modern day world how we know it today. And then thus comes food, because I was talking about food and stuff like that, and how similar the food is in uh, Africa and the Caribbean and South America. There comes the food. So the food <laughs> brought to the Moors, the Spanish adapted to it, and they have, they, they, eventually they have the appetite for the type of food that is usually had or eaten in Africa. So this is where the types of food, perhaps, of Italy, the types of foods of Sicily, the types of foods of Portugal and Spain were influenced by African uh, history or African invaders, you see, who conquered this part of the world for all this time. And so it was sort of like... This felt like deja vu in a, a type of way in terms of history because... You know, it's kind of, I don't know if it's to say it's payback, because <laughs> I don't want to say if everything that's happening is a sort of like a payback type of thing, um, but I would not, because we always talk about karma, um, but I should say that uh, 781 years is a long time. The U.S. has been independent for 200, and, um, let me get the, the right, the right. Period, 241 years. That's how long the United States has been independent. And so that is like, that is not even close to half of the time that these people, the Moors, were in south of Spain. So, yeah. That is a pretty long time. Of course, we know that the Roman and Romans were in, uh, in all of Europe for a longer time. But that is still a large, significant period of time. And um, I, I never look at anyone any kind of odd way. Because I know that this, this world is filled with a lot of um, revolving doors, uh, karma, and everything that comes with it. I don't know my history, but I'm very fascinated to find out about it. And to find out where my ancestors were. Because there's a whole other part to Africa that we don't know and how everything has propelled and pushed back and come around in the world and um, it's you know uh, from Zanzibar you know how did people enter Africa people didn't enter Africa from the they probably entered from the north but the center of it people entered from the east of Africa which is people didn't know they thought that everything happened on the west but no it happened at the east of Africa, and the eastern part of Africa has been, and still is, a very um, active commercial um, 
space and that's where a lot of um uh, uh what's the word um that's where a lot of uh interactions with the locals happen the same sort of people that would have been considered part of the moors um would have happened interactions with europeans asian like all of the hub of Africa was the east of Africa. Trade, um, the exchange of, of ivory, guns, everything. All of this happened east of Africa. And of course, the west of Africa became the station of where things left Africa. <laughs> as well as east, but the hub of Africa was east of Africa. And people are not aware of that. So all of this information is out there and how it links back to architecture and how it links back to culture is super, super fascinating. And um, as an adult, you have to relearn a lot of things you learned in school because you're like, oh my God, I learned this in school. And so in all the point is to uh, keep expanding, keep learning. And um, yeah, once you're alive, each breath you, you still can take is an opportunity to learn something new all right well thank you for joining me um for this episode um don't forget to follow me on twitter at tropical nyaw follow me on instagram the real on architecture um i think it's the real on on dot architecture i believe that's my instagram because i also post things that i'm working on there um, I've been working on an art, se- art in progress series, so I've been um, taking pictures of some artwork I've been working on, and they're for sale. So if you're looking for art for your living room or whatever, um, you can you can send me a message on Instagram, and I can you can do the business of you know exchanging uh, information and getting that happen. Um, also. A good way to know what I'm up to is to check up on my website. But if I'm doing a podcast, of course, I'm going to mention, okay, here I'm working on this. Check out my website. You'll find all more information. But um, if you're just curious to know what I'm up to, you can also check out my website, um, the uh, the realonarchitecture.com. And you'll find my work. You'll find um, so many more things. So my, ne- my next episode, I'm going to talk more about what I've been up to. So catch that one that one is gonna be a big one trust me gotta hear that one all right have a good one bye